welcome to Indie Film Review with me, Dan, and Jared's here. Hey, dude. What's up? Hey, bro. You ready to <laughs> you ready to bro down on some independent films, oh, bro? Oh, man. I'm so ready to bro down. Could you just put on this hood maybe first? I'm just going to put this hood on you and throw you in a car. Okay, okay, okay. Where are we going? It's man? for... This is for our uh, bro-versary. Oh, bro-versary. I'm going to take you to the, the, the spot, the first spot that you made me... Uh, uh, puke out my nose. Oh. So that was really that was a special. Why time would you tell me. me that if you're putting a hood on me? <laughs> I don't know because you know where it is, dude. It's at the KFC dumpster, baby. Yeah, bro. KFC. KFC. <laughs> this episode sponsored by KFC. Uh, Dan, what do yes. we do here? We like so to confused. review independent films. This week we yeah. were sent a film to us by um, good old Jamie Langland. Jamie Lannister Langlands. The the third film that he has sent to us that he has been part of. He's an actor and um, he plays Vickers in this film. Vickers. I again I wish I wish he had a bigger role in this. Yes. Because he does a really good job in this. The film but that it, he sent in is called mm-hmm. POV. P O V. Um it is a horror film shot from the main character's POV. Which is pretty <gasps> what? cool. What a and novel what concept. I found, what I found really interesting about this is this film came out a year before Hardcore Henry came out, which is that actiony Yo, POV. Oh, I was thinking about that. Interesting. So interesting. this film, I haven't seen Hardcore Henry, but I quite enjoyed this film. So I saw the the short films he did that got him the the attention. Mm-hmm. To like, and those are really cool, but the camera would move so much that it kind of made me a little ill watching right, okay. that. Um, I think it's a fun concept, but he he just looks like a lot of parkour in that movie, and it's like right. an action film. It's it's kind of cool. I like in this film how meticulous the shots are, even though it is just like a guy with his head, you know, looking around yeah, at yeah, the camera. Yeah. And and I uh, I also like the interactivity with. The characters with the camera. I know mm-hmm. I'm already gushing about this film. No, this film. This <laughs> we film should get into questions. Is criminally underrated at 3.4 out of 10 oh, on IMDb, which is that is ridiculous. ridiculous. That is fucking so ridiculous. Bad. Um, way way better than that. Way better than that. Definitely. Um, whenever this film gets a wide release, it's so weird because this film came out in 2014, but like they still have it on Film Freeway. It needs distribution. Like people Dude. would watch this film. Before we do anything, is I love this film. Yeah. I think everyone should go see it. And I just tried to look it up now, and I'm very annoyed that I can't find it anywhere. Exactly. I think it it might be region restricted. Oh. You might have to be in the UK or maybe. something yeah, to it's see a U- this. It's a UK-based film. It was made with 9,000 pounds, which Dude. is not a lot. This... The only thing holding this film back is money. If this film had just... This director just needs more money to get his vision. Throw out your there. money at this director, which, by the way, his name is Richard Anthony Dunford. Richard Anthony Dunford. He wrote and directed this. Yes, fantastic job. I mean, it, it's been a while since we watched the film on this show, and the first scene grabbed me. Yeah, dude. Dude, that the hard. First scene. It's like you're watching this movie the right first now. First scene is so you're fucking here. awesome. 
Okay, so the first scene, just before we get into anything, like questions, the first <laughs> this, scene. No, this is still the question and answer section okay. where we ask you, but so go ahead. How's the, how's the first scene? Jared, oh God. The first scene is a, <laughs> you're you're looking at this guy and then he's this talking to himself. Guy. And you realize uh-huh. that he's looking into a mirror and you are the guy. But the mm-hmm. way the way they pulled this off is so mind blowing to me. It doesn't make sense because the camera would be there, so you would only see the camera in the mirror. So they mm-hmm. had to film somebody else through a glass box, and then the camera goes down to POV right after that. There's no cut. It's really smart and really challenging. They do shit like that all the time. Some of the practical effects in this are so cool. There's a lot of uh, scenes in this where it looks like one continuous shot or they'll yeah. have a scene go for a long time yeah. and then they'll, they'll cleverly hide the cuts and mm-hmm. they do such a good job. This film is such a, what a fun indie. I would be excited to show people this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just at like a horror showing or something. It's so much fun. I wish I saw this in theaters, honestly. Yeah. It's a triumph. I'm, I'm obsessed with this film. It, this is definitely one to watch out for. Once we get to award season, my oh, friend. Oh, for sure. When I saw it came out in 2014, I almost felt bad that we had not heard about it. I mean, it is it is definitely an indie, so they probably didn't have any budget to promote or anything. But uh, it just deserves more attention. Yeah, I'm very really annoyed does. by that. That rating is fucking dog shit. Because people, you know what happens? People see this film, they watch it, and they're like, oh, this movie doesn't look like all the Hollywood blockbusters that I watch or whatever. And, and they just It doesn't need it. to. <laughs> Well, think about like Blair Witch, right? That was like a shot on shittio movie and that, you know, some people took a chance to like, hey, let's just make a bunch of these. Maybe one will hit. That film blew the fuck up. I feel like this type of film could have done the same thing and I'm annoyed by it. I'm just annoyed. How did you feel about some of the location shooting in this movie? Um, The majority of the film takes place in like this abandoned old people home, I think is what it is. Yeah, it looks like almost like a a hotel that yeah. got turned into I, a I really, folks home. I really enjoyed the the maze that is this. Oh my god, this, this old folks home. Um, it basically what what happens in this film is it's a party because the one of the guys who's working on remodeling this, he's like, well, we're not remodeling it for a couple weeks, so I'm gonna invite a shit ton of people over here, and we're gonna yeah. fucking party at this joint yeah, yeah, yeah so that's the setting of this this film and there's like big rooms there's small rooms there's tight corridors like it's there's so much awesome set design in this wait dan are there just right rooms they are just right rooms oh, so many just thank right rooms. god that's where the guns are kept <laughs> oh god <laughs> which, um which Aren't you pissed off that <laughs> let's introduce the gun and then never use it? <laughs> he uses it. He uses but, it. He, okay, sure. But like, I thought the gun was going... To, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I think this film does a good job of doing the Chekhov's gun thing where it's like Chekhov's sledgehammer, Chekhov's gun. You know, it's like it, <laughs> these different items that we see and you're like, he's definitely... The only thing he doesn't use is the wrench. Yeah. He drops that. It's a missed opportunity. Anyway, Jared, how did you feel about the acting? Okay. The acting is what really pulls you in because this is a very personalized film where characters are talking directly to the camera at you. So you almost feel like you're in a video game. 
Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. I was like in a weird adventure game when he would look around and be like, ooh, I'll search the room for items. Like, like pick up everything. <laughs> so when he would pick up the wrench or whatever, I'm like, yeah, we have a thing. And it's like you're kind of like going through it together with him. Because, uh, I mean, he isn't like a silent protagonist, but it's very easy for you to like put yourself in his shoes right. as to what's going on. Because like you are literally in his head. Um, and the acting is so well done by all, all of parties, the cast. but Holy two crap. two in particular. Nobody like, really drops the ball in this. Yeah, ja- film. Jamie does so great. So well done. So well done, Jamie. But Jamie doesn't have a big part. Who yeah, does have a yeah. big part, and who are the the big players? Are um, Tom Clear as Zach, and yeah. my favorite Carl Kennedy Williams as Sam. Yeah. Well, Tom is. He plays the POV character that we are. Who's the one that tells the the ghost story that gets followed? Oh. I thought that was Zach. You know what? I might be confused. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, That guy looked like Eddie Izzard to me. Yeah, he does. He looks like Eddie Izzard a lot. I loved him. I'm pretty sure. so charismatic. I'm pretty sure that's Tom You might be right. I'm pretty sure that's Tom Clear. But Sam is the protagonist or your he's your brother yeah so carl kennedy williams he's stealing the show with how psychotic he is and i love how it ramps up where like he has this manic energy and intensity to him where you're like i'm so glad this guy is on my side and he's (laughs) my friend and and i don't have to deal with his like bro struction like his his like He's, he's the type of person who's like, I want you to punch me in the face. I'm going to let you get the first swing. I've known people like this. They'd go to bars. They'd get hammered. Intentionally start fights so that they could have people punch them in the face so they would have an excuse to beat the shit out of them. Like, I remember specifically being at a friend's house. We were like <laughs> little kids having a sleepover at my buddy's house. And we were playing like Resident Evil or something. And then his brother walks in, this big buff dude. And he's, he like holds his tooth out. He's like, hey, I got my tooth knocked out today. And he was like so proud and happy. He's like, I let the guy get the first swing on me at a bar and then I beat the shit out of him. And I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, man, my friend's brother's a psychopath. <laughs> this guy's unhinged. And he was super drunk. So I was like, just be friendly with him. Everything we'll get through this. So yeah, this is this <laughs> is the kind of person that? that Sam is, and he's Ooh. he's so outspoken. He's so he's a very overbearing presence. Yeah, he he's asserting dominance yes. in any way he can, even when it's jokingly. The subtext of it is, I'm I'm in control. Yeah, I own this room. Nobody can fuck with me right now. Very alpha shit, and uh, he does it so well. And then you have. Tom Clear as Zach, who's like the outgoing, fun friend with yeah. the cool stories, and he's telling the leader the ghost of the story group and stuff. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts to tell this ghost story that kind of like infects the brains of everybody and gets them all spooked and freaked out. And that's a real big catalyst to what's going on with the main character. So the main character, he has like he's had a big breakup, right, which is yeah. affecting him, and that's kind of why his friends are doing that party for him. Man, I. This is so it's so hard to follow the format of the show when I just want to talk about the film. Let's go into it, man. Let's go. All right, okay, guys, please watch this film if you if you care about independent film at all and you don't mind watching a low budget horror. This film is so fun. It's so good. You're gonna have a blast. I was like entertained by all the interstitial, like just getting to know the characters was so much fun. Right? Like we had these little. Okay, let's start from the beginning. So we have that amazing scene of him 
giving himself a pep talk in the mirror. And it was giving me like old school horror FMV vibes. Mm. Like I was in a point and click adventure and he's yeah. like talking to himself. It really gave me that. And I was like, this is so good. And then cut to, he walks out uh, into, into his like hallway and then his friends put a bag over his head. They're like, Oh, we're doing a surprise for you. Blah, blah, blah. We're kidnapping you as like a joke. Yeah. And, and then that you, transitions you're them stuck into the car. in that. You're stuck in that for like a long time and you don't care. Mm-hmm. Because you have people around talking to you, and you're like, it makes yeah. you disoriented. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's such a clever way to transition to the next scene too, and and give it a sense of feeling like everything's happening in real time. That's what's really special about yeah. this film too. So then we we have this car scene, and I'm like, okay, we're doing the car scene. A lot of these independent films have trouble with these car scenes because they don't know what the character should be talking about. You know, what are they going to do? And they start having like conversations about. Um, let, hold on, let me. I don't. I don't want to fuck this up. The one that I <laughs> remember is like sexual preferences. Yes. So they start talking about like their sexual preferences and joking around. They start talking about how they're trying to cheer up their friend and like if anyone brings up her name, we're gonna punch them. And the charisma from all the characters, you really start to get to understand the dynamics of who they are, and even and, without like, seeing how them they at are. First. Yes. And because they're not like coming out and saying like, I am an honest, trustworthy person and we have been friends for a very long time. You're just getting that through them dicking around in the dialogue, you know, it was so refreshing just to have them faff about and still be incredibly entertained by what was going. And I think that's a credit to the writing, too. Yeah. The writing is solid in this and the delivery from these characters like. It Everyone doesn't even like, feel like it's written. So on that's, the game. That's yeah. the thing. Yes. It doesn't feel like that's it's written. That's the magic of it. Once we're out of the car, the big surprise where they're like, hey, check out this cool place we found. <laughs> I love the reveal. It's a yeah. streamer. Just one thing of streamer. And it's like, it's not even hanging correctly. It's just kind of It's limp. all fucked up. <laughs> and it's just like this shitty old building. And you're like, oh my God, they take me to this like freaky warehouse. So kind of tell me about like the dynamics of the party and what's going okay, on so... leading up to... The crazy stuff. So we have um, the the protagonist. He's still kind of feeling sorry for himself about his his breakup, and yeah. Zach is doing his best to just get his mind off of it and show him around the place, show him like everything that's going on and like who's invited. And you start to like you just walk past random people and you start to realize like oh my god, this is a huge party in this huge, huge house. Yeah. And um, there's this one scene that takes, like, a lot of the scene, there's a central hub, and it's, like, the kitchen area, basically. And Mm -hmm. that's where, like, the drinks are. That's where everybody's kind of congregating, because, like, they're kind of, there's their group of friends, which is four people, and then there's four girls that... I guess they're they're very well know or they know they know each other very well. Like Zach, yeah, they're like the click, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have the click hanging out where all the beers are. That's where we get the ghost story, right? The ghost story where basically on this property, the guy who built it hired a bunch of migrant workers, mm-hmm. and they, he, he they did the job for him, and so he didn't have to pay them again. He reported them as migrants or illegal immigrants and then he didn't have to pay them they like kept showing up and they tried to burn the place down and he killed them or something like that but uh he fucking lost his shit he was so afraid that these migrant workers were going to come after him he he got really really paranoid and then just started killing people yeah um 
So that story like really rattles him. And then on top of them drinking, they also do some drugs. Yes. And then at one some, point... Some nondescript tablet drug. Yeah, his his friend shows him like, "Hey, I found this cool gun in this room." And like, "Why you're going through the I think that was Vickers." The, yeah. Okay. While, while you're while you're going through the old folks' home, you're kind of like trying to learn the the layout. And you're like, "Yeah, I kind of have an understanding of where things are." But then I I don't know if it starts to play with you or not, but I feel like it because there's It becomes a maze later it, yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. It becomes it becomes a maze because there's multiple floors and yes. it's like he he you don't necessarily know why he's going to certain floors whenever he's starting to run away from things like you would think that he would just want to get out but he just starts going on different floors and then you get disoriented because you're like where the fuck are we going well he can't leave he keeps trying to exit and he can't so he's like well i don't want to stay down here there's a thing down here so he tries to leave he takes the drug Mm -hmm. and before he starts dancing so there's this really really awesome scene where um his brother Sam, the the guy who's like an alpha male, he's like, "Hey man, I just want to admit this to you, but oh my god, I slept with your girlfriend." It's like, what? So like, yeah. you have that 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 anger inside you, that that vehement breathing, the just like seething rage. But he's your brother; you're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Then there's a guy. Well, hold on. Okay. So during that scene. What was so good about it is that he starts to say that, and his two friends are in frame as well on the left and right, and they kind of look at him like, ha-ha, oh, what a funny joke. But then his brother keeps going on about it, like, no, this is real. And then you see the look on their faces change. They'd be like, oh, my God, this is fucked up. Yeah. And then he keeps going and going. And then finally, at the end, he's like, ah, I'm just fucking with you. And then everyone's like, that was too far. Like, you can really see it on their faces. Like, that was way too much. But no one says anything to this guy. Yeah, exactly. To a point where it's like, is he really fucking with me? Dude, I (laughs) don't know. Because he seems like the type of guy who would do something like that. Yeah. And so before you go on with the story, I want to just give praise. There's like certain little things they do with the camera. So like character interactions will move the camera to a spot to have a better framing of what's going on in the scene. The the framing in this is so good. Like with like where the heads are and versus like where the the tops or the edges of the camera is it's always like on point in that regard and then like there's a scene where a party goer is like hey put on this silly wig and she puts a wig on him and like the hair gets in front of the camera yeah. and then she moves it like playfully i'm like oh that's so good and then she takes a picture then shows him the picture oh, yeah and it's a picture of them that is awesome with no like, camera I, I, so i know like already there i know how they did that but yeah, it's a fun is, effect. It's such a good simple, effect. but effective. And yeah. it's like such a cool idea. And they keep doing stuff like this all the time in the film. And it's just such a joy to see these little interactions. Like when that really drunk girl comes behind him and puts her hands yeah. over the camera. And she's like, guess who? She was so annoying. She did such a good job. Yeah, so I was like, get her away from me. She's Mackenzie so is the name of that girl. So there's this <laughs> yeah. drunk girl who's like, I know she's that great. I know that you just broke up with your girlfriend. So now I have a chance because she's like totally infatuated with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah, just yeah. constantly. She wants that D. Yeah, she constantly takes him away from his group of friends and like in the dance floor or in the yeah. room where she can get him isolated and try to have sex with him. And yeah, at first she's... I thought that he was like, just not interested in her at all. But then you come to find out that he's starting to be like, you know what? I probably could do this, you know? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's yeah, a mutual was... attraction there. 
he was mopey down in the dumps, but he's like, you know, maybe this could be good. But like, he goes to the dance floor with her, yeah, and that's when you start to see some people's faces are changing, and, and so in the, the special effects shit. as well. The special, so you have special effects on people, but you also have the special effects of the camera. Like you see, like the drug yes, induced dude. thing yes. fucking with his vision. I almost wanted them to draw out the demonic because there's like the there's basically a threat of demons or something possessing people that make that make them want to kill you i almost wanted that to linger just a bit more before we finally saw a real monster yeah um to have it just really play with him like i you know it's the fear of the unknown i think it would have been more fun i still think it really works in this because once we hit you know like the shits hit the fan the film doesn't let up and then it that whole maze like right when you're almost you're like okay i'm kind of over us running around in this house the film's like oh are you okay now we're gonna jump into like the character's mind now we're in a flashback now we're in a totally different place and you're like this is so cool it's almost like you're diving deeper into his psyche mm-hmm. and while he's going fucking insane <laughs> but yeah go ahead so i, I loved it at one point um Mackenzie gets them alone in a room and they're going to have sex, but then Mackenzie yeah. starts to turn into this fucking weird possessed demon thing. Well, he sees her demonic form in the, in the mirror. mirror. Yeah. While she's on top of him. And he's like, and he, like and he freaks throws out. her to the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs away, but then she actually turns into this demon and she starts chasing him. Yeah. And yeah. as he goes through the house <laughs> and he tries to find people to help him, there's nobody there. They're dead or they have also turned into a demon. Mm hmm. And they're not necessarily chasing him. They're just kind of like these weird party goers now that like are just, you know, uh, macabre um, decorations for this film. Basically, Seriously. There's a lot of scenes where there are dead bodies just laying around. And I, I, I kept thinking the whole time, like, how long did that person have to lay there like that? Yeah. Because he'll run back and forth between a hallway and the dead body is in like the exact same spot. <laughs> just like. Man, these extras are really paying the price. Yep. <laughs> they have to sit there. And then I, I really liked it when he, it's one of the final times he goes through the, the apartment or whatever. And, and like all the bodies are gone. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And then mm-hmm. it, it does that. Uh, he goes back to the dance floor and it's like a bunch of old timey, like all the same characters, but they're all in like older garb. Yeah. And they're like playing a violin and hanging out. And, uh, there's this like big thing in the ghost story where the the guy who was cursed he rips his eyes out so he, yeah. he doesn't have to see all the the terror anymore and like everyone's eyes start to get ripped out which is um, what i wanted to talk about thank you for bringing it up so okay. this film is called POV right uh-huh and it largely has to do with your eyes and the guy ends up gouging his eyes out at the end, but like just the idea that just the concept of gouging someone's eyes out, mm-hmm. even though this is a film that's predicated upon having eyes, that <laughs> is, that is so deep to me. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. It's, it's a, I mean, you know, it's, it's just thought through, right? Yeah. So it, this stuff ties together with the gimmick oh. of the film. And I, I say gimmick in the nicest way. Yeah. I think a lot of people have, I, I've said this several times on the show, but like, I don't say that in a negative way. I think gimmicks yeah. are good. I love gimmicks. So this, our show is a gimmick of watching independent films. In case people, 
in case well, in case anyways, you whatever. feel like Mackenzie is not necessarily a big threat, um, the film takes the most <laughs> alpha disturbing character and turns him into a zombie demon thing, and his brother. <laughs> is chasing him around the house and that would be I, I would die i would feel like i'm going to die if if that person is chasing me dude dude because at first he's trying to get to his brother because yeah. his brother's walking around and his brother's like teleporting which is really uh, cool. that like was he so walks cool. into a yeah. room and he comes in he's like not there and he sees him going up the stairs he follows him and he, now he's downstairs going down you're like what the fuck i love those little those gimmicks are so fun um this makes me want to see more movies by Richard. Yeah. Like he's he's got he's still working right now. Like he just he just did a film in 2022. So Ooh, really? Like, we got to see another one of his films. Yeah. Menacious. Um he's doing some shorts too. Uh I'm obsessed. This film was so fantastic. I can't say enough good things about it. Oh dude, ending... Menacious sounds awesome. Yeah. And it has Eric Roberts in it. Oh, does it? Let me look. <laughs> And this one has an 8.2. Dude. Dude. If you have three grand, Eric Roberts will be in your film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless his heart. Dude. Yeah, Carl Kennedy Williams is in this. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, and Jamie's in it. What the hell? I want to see this too. Me too. Oh my god. Should we spoil the ending or should we just tell people to go see it? Because the ending's pretty cool. Go see it. I don't want to spoil it. The ending is great. Final thoughts, like I said, it's fantastic. Almost nothing was really wrong with this film that I can think of. I just I really enjoyed it. Start to finish. I'm not even a big fan of POV films or found footage films. Oh, I this isn't really a found footage. It's kind of like in that genre. Yeah. Kind of like that. Because it's like a camera walking around. And I was still just goo goo gaga ape shit for this. It's yeah. great. Um, any final words from you? A couple more, like just high praise to the maze, the acting, and obviously, like what you were, we didn't really say this, but the cinematography is excellent. What Jared was saying about the framing, like you could tell there was a lot of care that went into making the framing look realistic from what would be your point of view, which is mm-hmm. really cool. And the difficulty of the construction of the shots. Just there's so many different elements that they yeah. nailed so hard. Um, and just really thought out. Because, like I said, some of these scenes go on for like five, six minutes. And I don't think they're cutting. And yeah. they're everyone's nailing their lines. So I'm like, I wonder how many takes it took to get this. Yeah. To get it to look natural and to work like that. Also, the music, while very subtle throughout the film was still still really worked for me and that ending song I don't know if you stuck around for oh, the yeah, credits, yeah. credits but the uh, the ending song was really, good. It was really good I was like this song is great and I think it was an original too so anyways fantastic film please go see it POV uh Dan, please do plugs now. Guys, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. There is a Patreon for you if you're a filmmaker who wants to have their film bumped up off of the six-month to seven-month waiting list. Um, donate $5 one time, and we will get to your film shorter than that. Hell yeah. Dude, this this movie like got me excited and made me want to do films again. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, I wanna go make a film. Like yeah. I, I could I could try like my you know, I could take a stab at this. It probably will not will not be anywhere near as good as this, but it got me excited about yeah. film. And that's special to me, you know. 
Uh, okay. If you like this show, you might like some other shows on Necropodicon. So go check out the Necropodicon.com for more cool podcasts. Uh, there's some movie reviews. Movie review podcast. Oh, words. There's some movie review podcasts on there, and they got a lot of other stuff like D and D and whatnot. So yeah, go check it out. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, tell, tell your neighbor. Go knock on their door. Disrupt their entire day. I don't know. Bring them like a Girl Scout cookies, because we just got some recently, and they're fantastic. The fucking chocolate mints, out of control. Bring those. Put them in the fridge first. Freeze them. <laughs> Get them cool. Then bring them to them. Be like, hey, have a cookie. Listen to this podcast. Don't let them leave. Play it on your phone the entire episode and just stand there and play it at them. Even if they close the door, play it through the door. They're going to love it. We'll get a one listen, which will contribute to our ratings and our algorithm, which will in turn let us eventually take over the United States of podcasts. The world. And that's dude. the real. Yeah, the world. Well, baby steps. Okay. And uh, it all starts with you, my friend, listening. And thank you so much. Daniel, the final word. I think that the United States of podcasting is definitely um, a, it's definitely a, a, my election bid for the president ah. of the world, the president of the ah, world yes. wide web, actually. Um, that is going to be me, uh, 2028, president of the world wide web, Dan, uh, from Anitha Review. Thank you. Good night. out there and it's hard to know what's good well my friend it is not as hard as you might think because necropodicon has you covered they've got movie reviews horror shows games comedy and improv so all you gotta do is head on over to necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast yeehaw necropodicon hard to pronounce easy to listen